Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Becky. Um, so this was actually your pick for this month. Yes, I'm super excited to hear everyone's thoughts on this one. So we actually, this was our buddy read um, and group read for April, not only in our Discord, but also for the podcast. And so we do have some feedback from some of our um, community members that read this book along with Jenny and I. Um, and Jenny, this is a reread for you or a multiple reread? <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost track of how many times I've read. I reread the first one, the one we're covering right now over and over through again okay well i can see why so um for this quick shot of romance it's our buddy reed episode and for the month of april the concept of these is to allow our listeners um to listen and add thoughts and questions about the book to the episode um the title this month was picked by the buzzing about romance community it was nominated by jenny and we are reading hashtag nerd by Cambria Herbert. Did I say that right? Yes. I hope yes. so. <laughs> I always have to sound it out. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Jenny, do you mind reading the synopsis from Goodreads? Two people from completely different worlds are about to be thrown together in more ways than one. She wants to keep her scholarship. He wants to stay on the team. An awkward alliance doesn't even begin to cover Rimble and Romeo's relationship, but that's about to change. It starts with a dare and initiate a challenge. Quickly, it turns into more. And when you're a victim of your status, there's no room for anything real. The rules are clear and simple. Stick to your circle and never fall in love with anyone on the outside. So the release date for this is no November 1st, 2014. It's an opposites attract. It's a new adult college football slow burn romance. Put out percentage is 63% with an intense, very intense makeout session. Um, and 79% for all the other things. <laughs> so, um, Jenny, let's start off with talking about our hero. Um, our hero is Roman slash Romeo. He has the nickname of being Romeo on campus. I think that they're sophomores, correct? Yes. Yes, I believe so in this book. Yeah. So Romeo is big man on campus. He's the star football quarterback. Quarterback, yep. Okay, so let's talk about Rome Romeo's character. What are your thoughts on him? What do you think... What were your initial impressions of, oh, well, Mr. Romeo? Like, we first, yes. When we first meet him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is a jerk. Uh, he is like the definition of a player, um, especially like the first time both the characters are on page together. I was like, oh my gosh, did that happen? Yeah, he's kind of a dick. And, Honestly, like even by chapter three or four, I'm like, I don't like dude. Don't like him. He is not winning any hearts and flowers from me. 
yeah but then he change it like changes he's like all in he does kind of have an evolution a character arc that does he does grow and he does mature um and i think a lot of that has to do with rimmel and her character so let's talk about rimmel a little bit um i really liked her what about you what do you think of her I related to her a lot because kind of the like, don't bring attention to yourself, Lyndon. Um, the word I used for her was frumpy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's hiding and we all either were that girl or knew that girl in college and high school. Overly baggy clothes, hair in front of the face, um, everything she can to be invisible. She felt being invisible was better than being seen because she didn't want to be judged. She didn't want to be a part of anything. She was there to keep her head down. She had a very clear goal for her life um, and didn't want to deviate from that. Right. Like she, yeah, she she's, rides the line of like antisocial. Like she's not completely rude to people, but she isn't, trying to make any friends and even with her roommate she doesn't talk to her or give her any information no she has a special connection to animals that's actually what she hopes to be when she's done with all her schooling as a veterinarian um she finds acceptance and love in two with the animals but i found it interesting she um volunteers at a local animal shelter that's close to campus and she does not put herself even out there with the um, the lady that runs the shelter. Right. Um, I can't remember her name, but yeah, she tries to get into Rimmel's life too, like a little more information about what's going on, what's what's new on campus, and she's very closed off to everyone. Yeah, she just. She really hides behind, you know, the baggy clothes and the curtain of hair. Um, and she talks about her hair being so wild. And I can absolutely picture her dark, curly hair, like moppy, frizzy, just hiding um, under a big baggy sweater. She has like the I, big glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, let's talk about her love of animals because I felt like this was so relatable. She wanted to be loved, but she was absolutely looking for things that could love her unconditionally without judgment. And that was animals. Right. Yes. And she has special connection with the specific animal at the shelter. Yes. Murphy, the cat. With and his he one eye. Yeah, he has one eye. He came in. They got him. He was feral. They got him off the streets. He came in with one eye. He was scarred and just didn't trust people, didn't love people, um, but has made this deep connection with Rimmel. And there's a really great, great quote. I can say words today. <laughs> there was a really great quote. Um <laughs> It's Remmel speaking, and she says, I glance back at Murphy, my kindred spirit. Underneath, he was a good cat, loving, or loyal and loving, but no one ever bothered to look past his rougher exterior, because in reality, looks meant more than everyone wanted to admit. So she kind of falls victim to this, too. Nobody's trying to get to know her behind all of her hiding. Even her roommate isn't really putting herself to get to know Remmel. 
Right. And her, her roommate is definitely like the polar opposite of her very um, fashion forward, like. Yeah. And her roommate's at, name is Ivy. Party. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And Ivy's just, Ivy's a partier and living the college dream and, you know, fashion forward and wants to date all the handsome men. And so let's talk about how Romeo and Remmel end up paired together, because this was a little different than what we sometimes see scenarios. Usually it's a class project that forces them together or something, but this is not the case. She, in order to keep her scholarship, she needs to tutor someone of their choosing. And she's very upfront, like, this seems a little odd, but what what are you going to do? Right. Well, it was very sketchy, but I also feel like it was the dean's manipulation of the situation thinking that Remmel would not be a distraction to Romeo. Because Romeo has a reputation. Obviously, his nickname is freaking Romeo. (laughs) And in the first, like, three pages, you get a picture of what a douche nugget he is. It is a good thing Leah did not read this book because she'd have dick punched him at least 20 times in that first chapter. At least. Because he's, like, legit the worst. The worst. Yes. Um, and Remmel even says it. She's like, I didn't belong in Romeo's world. I was like a round peg to his square hole. And she absolutely was. Like, they could not have been more polar opposites. As unassured as she was, he was cocky and confident at the complete opposite of the spectrum. Right. And But she doesn't let him walk over her either, even though, like... He has this reputation and everyone loves him. She's she's not going to fall for his charm. No, she really doesn't. Um, so Romeo is a sophomore. His freshman year, he pledged a fraternity, but he did not get in. And he has made the decision to pledge the fraternity again. He is a legacy. His dad and his grandfather were both members of this um big fraternity on campus and he's pledging again and the frat itself they're yucky yes but at the same time like oh this this is a frat like yeah yeah it's yucky though and zach who's the president of the frat basically has a vendetta against um romeo he doesn't want romeo in the flat the frat. I think he's jealous of Romeo. I think he's jealous of Romeo's reputation. He's jealous of, you know, all of what Romeo succeeds at. And so Zach's made it his mission to basically make Romeo's life complete garbage. And I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but really, he's a douche nugget and he needs to die. Give it a few books. <laughs> Give it a few books. That's good to know. Yep. Um, so there are some, there's an assignment that comes from the frat that's part of his initiation. So talk to us about that a little bit. That's a nice way of saying it. Um, 
after each, like each inductee or hopeful inductee pledge is given this um challenge yeah pledge is the correct term yes um challenge to complete and like you said zach has he's the president of the fraternity at this time and he definitely has it out to get romeo so his challenge to romeo he thinks is impossible um, yeah. and this is kind of where the the title of nerd comes from um should we say what it is yeah say the challenge say the challenge because it's a it we don't have to spoil it we don't have to talk so, you know but for the most part this book's been out since 2014 right. people wanted to read it they read it so <laughs> i agree um so the challenge he's given is to sleep with the nerd yeah and he has to take a picture after they've done it of them together in bed and that right. is the assignment to prove and that's the assignment issued to romeo uh by zach and basically zach gets to pick the girl that he quote unquote thinks is the nerd and he picks remel and it's so it plays into zach it plays into romeo's character arc and his development and his coming to terms with who he wants to be as a man um and I really do think that there was an evolution of his character from immaturity. I don't think he's fully a man yet, like, cause he still has some things he's going to have to do. And this book absolutely is a happily for now. Um, I right. know that there are and, more books in the and, series. Yes. And Romeo and Rimmel have two more books like dedicated to their story arc and then there's kind of like the happy happy books like vacay and like a christmas one um yeah. kind of to check in with them years from now but this book was actually really well done i am intrigued by the rest of the series but i absolutely am satisfied with the story as it stands now like i don't have to read the rest of the story so i commend the author for doing that because sometimes an HFN does not feel complete, but this felt complete. Right. And there's no big cliffhanger. There's nothing that's left really unresolved. No, no. I mean, there's some other characters that are going to play into their future um, and such like his mom and her relationship with her dad and just being on campus and stuff like that. So I know I know there has to be more to the story, but if I end here, I'm okay. Right. And for me, like having the rest of you read this one, it was hard for me to remember what is just the first book. Yeah. And not see the overarching story nope. line yet. Uh, before we get into some of my total feels about this book, let's share uh, Karen from the buzzing about romance community says she really liked this book. Oh, I really enjoyed this book. I liked how the author wrote Romeo and Rimmel. At first he came off as a stereotypical jock, but the more you get into the book, the more layers he had, uh, she read it all at once in one sitting. She started nerd and had to finish the series. 
<laughs> so Karen was all in. <laughs> um, Holly read it and said she agreed she really liked the book. She read this a few months ago and came away with the same feeling. She liked it. Um, she probably would have liked it more if it were more into the new adult stage versus just college. Uh, or she would have liked it more if she was into more of the new adult books. Uh, when she first picked it up, she was afraid it was going to be a bully romance, but it was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. I think it actually said something along the lines of this. Um, this was book one of a series, but did well as a standalone. And and she thought that I put it perfectly. I'm definitely intrigued by the rest, but don't need to read them. Now, if someone wants to tell me what happens to each one, she was fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Christina says, I'm. I'm on with the HFN of the first book. I'm in the middle of picking up. Oh, she's in the middle of packing. They're moving. <laughs> she can't handle intensity right now. So she wasn't moving forward at this time. And Carrie really liked it also. Um, okay. So as I'm reading this book, now I'm old. We all know this. Becky's old. As I'm reading this book, this book totally has Revenge of the Nerds from 1984 vibes. And it totally has, you know, those movies from the late 90s and early 2000s that starred um, like, oh, Ethan Hawke and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And um, so like American Pie, Can't Hardly Wait, Never Been Kissed. She's all that. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? Right. This yeah, book like, is she's totally all that is always the one that I think of. Yeah. yeah. Can't hardly wait is my favorite of that series of those kinds of movies. Like I love that book, but totally Remmel could be the banner. <laughs> I mean, right. she wasn't as outgoing, oh, but, and she, she, but she, right. And she doesn't have like these huge, like makeover sequence. Like, yeah, she gets like, yeah dresses a little more appropriate for her size but um, she doesn't change who she is no she never deviates to who she was she is the same person she was at the beginning of the book there's just a level more of personal acceptance she still isn't seeking out connections and relationships and she's hesitant to any outside connection even to romeo himself she's like do i like you do i trust you Wait who who are you kind of kind of feels about him but i don't blame her right Do and i think that's what makes yeah that well that's what makes the conflict but like third scene breakup like so realistic because she has the trust issues yeah. even though he's already resolved the problem yeah well, and they don't really break up so much as she says, I just need you to give me space. Because she doesn't clearly say, I'm done with you. It's more like, I don't know where we are. I don't know who we are. So, space. <laughs> um, okay, Jenny. So let's do our three questions. Did you like this book? Yes. One of my favorites. <laughs> I too liked this book. I really enjoyed it. It was my first time reading Cambria Herbert and I really, really enjoyed it. So, um, which is not typical for me because I don't typically like new adults. So 
bonus points for her. Um, who would typically like this book? Um, I think it's like sports romance light. There's not a lot of sports, um, especially in this first book. Found family, especially as this goes on. Um, new adult, college. Yeah, there was enough football in it, enough of that coach player feel to it, though, that if you like sports romance and you want to try some new adult, this might be a great way over. Um, I feel like it bridges a couple of gaps and it's, and it is not a bully romance. They, they are very mature characters. You don't feel like you're, that it's icky that they're too young or anything like it's just very well written, um, and well done characters. So they're believable without feeling like they're just young and stupid. Like, And, and you, if you continue on with the series, you get to see them grow even more. It's rewarding. Yeah. Um, so, and we know the answer to this. Would you recommend this book, Jenny? 100%. Um, I would recommend it too, particularly if you want to try a new adult romance. This might be great for somebody that is new to romance, that is a younger person. Um you know, like in college themselves or a young adult themselves and aren't quite sure where to start in adult romance, this is a great bridge from YA romance to adult romance. And I would also say if you're somebody that needs the complete series with like all the bonus content, this is it. It's all there. Yeah, and it's complete. It's a complete series. Um and so that's a nice piece, too. You're not waiting. You're not waiting for the absolute next book to come out or stalking the author. So they're all out. Um, OK, do you have a book you think that we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at the bees at bookcase and and we will add it to our TBRs. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much for recommending Nerd and for joining us for this quick shot of romance. Thanks, Becky. Um, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.